0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds and sometimes do other stuff. I'm Jordan.
1: Yeah, I'm concerned about this episode, Jordan. You can say I'm your Cody. name, right? I'm Cody and I'm okay. concerned about this episode. I'm concerned about my first suggestion.
0: I mean, it's fine. So what we're doing, we're doing something a little bit different. So we're kind of like, you know, continuing creating a backlog. So like when we go on vacation and stuff coming up with these holiday seasons, we can still be releasing episodes, but... I wanted to do kind of, you know, a little little bonus experiment. So we're going to, you know, take things that we've been either been talking about for a long time or, like, love and then recommend it to each other, three things each, and then the other person is going to do one of those three things, and then we're going to re- um, review it. And, I mean, we're not a review show, which, you know, you can find a million of those, but I just really, I have things that I really want Cody to, like, watch or listen to, and I know Cody has a few that, like, he wants me to do and i and i think it will be just good to recommend a few things and this is also for the audience like for me to actually go into detail on the stuff i've been screaming about for the last two years
1: i also think we're a uh You know, in our bonus content, I feel like we skim into review into review territory, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) At
0: least we aren't like reaction videos. That's the only like part of YouTube I hate is reaction videos because what's the point? I don't want to see people I don't know react to things.
1: I mean, um, I think I have amazing reactions because my face is lovely. But the thing is, Jordan, this is a podcast, so a reaction podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, let's do a reaction
0: episode where it's just like, (gasps) (gasps) huh. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, holy. Ah, the whole time.
1: You know, in other words,
0: ASMR sex videos. <laughs> the, I
1: think the first, like, this was before podcasts existed, but I think the first podcast kind of thing I listened to was exactly that because it was uh, cast commentaries to movies, oh. namely Lord of the Rings, where at some point I stopped watching Lord of the Rings. I would only ever watch the cast commentary of Lord of the Rings because it was hilarious. Yikes! It was just. It was you just, just revealed something
0: about yourself that I think is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard.
1: It's it's pretty nerdy, but it's just hilarious because it's like all of the hobbits are like eating food into their microphones. They're like, "Could you stop eating apples?" Well, we're recording the commentary. And he's like, "I'm hungry," because he's like sloshing an apple into the mic. That's, That's hilarious. Disgusting it's pretty I hate, funny i hate
0: that sound so much anyways so cody do you want to go first or you want me to go first
1: i do because i just want to get this one over with because oh, oh wow you go first. it's the one that i i actually think this would be probably the best one for you to do maybe um it'd be the easiest for sure um and it is
0: i'm not gonna watch porn cody
1: no it's not porn Okay. Although, if we want to do, like, our top three porn suggestions, we could do <laughs> can, that can next Can we not? <laughs> <laughs> just, like... like, watching you cringe visibly. <laughs> just, it's like, can, can we not? you like, Anyways. I start twitching. Anyways. Okay. So, here we go. First suggestion. Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> okay. So, there are a like, bunch of Like, we're talking, of like, old
0: school uh, Next no. Generation, right?
1: Well, oh. okay. So... There is Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. That's TOS. And then there's Star Trek, the next generation, which is the one that came out in like the early nineties, maybe late eighties. Um, So like original series was like, I think sixties, seventies. Yeah. Um, Next gen is like. 90s. Well, when I said old
0: school, I meant like there wasn't like a reboot. This is Picard. No, right?
1: no, no, no. This is Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is, this is not the CBS so- all access show Picard. This is. Star Trek in its, like, heyday of sincerity and optimism, where it was about, like, humans being great and doing nice things to other people, you know, and, like, solving problems. It's, you know, like a, it's almost like a monster of the week show where, you know, every week the Starship Enterprise goes on some adventure and has to solve some problem. But here is my reason for specifically suggesting Star Trek The Next Generation it is modern enough that when it tries to be progressive, that does not come off as hilariously alien. So all of, well, I shouldn't say all anymore, but for a long time, Star Trek really did try to be like a progressive humanist optimistic show. Right. Um, Now, when you go back to the sixties and watch what their version of like, humanism and progressivism was. It's a little bit cringy. Like, it's kind of difficult to watch. This one is modern enough that you can see some foibles and you can see places where they tried and messed up. Um, But there are also, I think, messages that still very much resonate and are very applicable. And it is done with a sincerity that I think is very rare to see anymore. Um, Because, like... The character of Jean-Luc Picard believes that, like, humanity at its core is good and capable of, I don't want to say being heroic, but being, like, supremely moral and making good choices that are there to try to be, like, benevolent and, um, like make the universe around them a better place. Okay. And I think that having that kind of not just optimism, but sincerity from a main character and specifically a main like captain character is incredibly rare. Like Jean-Luc Picard is the Tony Stark of Star Trek, right? He's like the big charismatic leader of the team. That's your Tony Stark. He does not quip. He doesn't make jokes. He's not attractive. He's not an alcoholic. He are, doesn't... Wait, what do
0: you mean he's not attractive? Hold on. Hold on. Well, stop. he's like
1: a, he's like an old
0: bald guy, <laughs> you know?
1: Like Patrick Stewart is
0: supremely attractive. Well, that and
1: back. in the show, like, a lot of women are into Jean-Luc Picard, and they're all, like, 50-year-old women with perms, because, you know, like, he dated his own age, except for Vash, but we don't have to get into that. Um... He has, like, a whole, like, he dates a criminal at one point. He doesn't really date with a criminal. He just sleeps uh, with a criminal because, keep, anyways, keep going. it doesn't matter. So, one, it's an optimistic show in a way that I think we are now lacking. Like, okay. everything now feels like it has to have a steep sense of irony or um, <laughs> self-loathing instead you know? of being like, you know what? Jean-Luc Picard is an example of a person being a good person. And he tries his best to be a good person, you know? Um, But aside from that, okay, so quick disclaimer on this. If you start with season one, I just want you to understand the first, let's say, eight and five episodes are very bad. Specifically,
0: what? So so actually here's what I wanted to ask you for this. So like I tried to keep like the shows that I recommended on the shorter um side. You picked one that's 178 episodes. So yeah. for like actually reviewing, because like I could like watch this show and like that be a part of my normal part of my life, but like for like reviewing and for like actually doing this bonus. How much of this do you want me to watch? And I have seen bits and pieces of Next Generation, like because it was always on TV, and my parents watched Star Trek from time to time. So I I know like Star Trek Next Generation. I like I've seen episodes. I'll send you some. Where do you want me to start? Like. How much do you? What do you want me to watch? Like, is it like a whole season? Like, is there like one season that just knocks it out of the park, or like what?
1: what I don't part think of you, need you need to, to watch to a enjoy? whole season because that's twenty three hours of Star Trek because these are hour long episodes.
0: Oh shoot, I thought they were thirty minutes. No,
1: no, no, no. This is an anime. This is hour long. Season run oh, episodes so
0: 178 hours of Star Trek.
1: Well, and I guess it's more like 45 minutes an episode, okay, it was so, an so hour like this, with commercials, so it's you like know?
0: 140 episodes. Uh, it's hours very of Star long. Trek.
1: Um, so I'll send you a few of like the top, like the A lister, um, episodes. Like, okay. and, and I mean, specifically, too, for me, it's a show that episodes. like has a lot of diversity, and to me, is a good example of having diversity where it's not always about like um abuse of minorities but that also is not a subject that is not brought up Um that's
0: interesting because we recently talked about that like in detail the like yeah. having minorities for the specific story of talking about how they're abused and how they overcome it so i i i like i'm saying i'm i'm interested because like well, i, I have say- watched it but never gotten into it i would say
1: like two of my favorite characters, and especially on rewatching, like, because I've been rewatching it recently, two of my favorite characters are people of color, and they're
0: Is this the one with Jordy I, LaForge, right?
1: Geordie, Geordie's like my favorite yeah. character in any Star Trek thing ever, because he's just the most relatable character, and he's like it's weird because he's like I, I shouldn't have liked him as much as I did when I was 16, but like yeah. Now I am the age of the character Jordy, where he's like young but competent, but still lacks a certain amount of experience compared to his other officers. But like any episode where Jordy has to command a starship is fascinating because he's like willing to take charge, but there are people around him that doubt him for his age. And I love it's it's an interesting dynamic, you know. Um but so Jordy Laforge, and then also a character named Gynen, who is kind of like, I believe the way Gynen became a character was Whoopi Goldberg was a Trekkie. Okay, so that was,
0: is Whoopi Goldberg because I was looking at the picture, I'm like, yeah. is that Whoopi. Because I didn't uh, know she was in the show,
1: jeez. She she is, and it, it was, like, a bit part, and I think, because, like, a lot of people wanted to be on Star Trek, because it was kind of, like, prestigious at the time. Well, it's kind
0: of like how everybody wanted to be in the new Star Wars series.
1: Yeah, right, like, we'll put you in the background. It was like, uh, what's-his-name was a stormtrooper, um, yeah, Pierce Brosnan, not Pierce oh. Brosnan, uh, the other
0: one. I mean, Prince Harry was also a stormtrooper in the newest Star Wars.
1: But <laughs> was he? I didn't know that. But yeah, it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, But then I think Whoopi Goldberg's character was good enough that they're just like, you want to stick around as a magic bartender, like I don't know, whatever. Um, right. So, but her character actually does have a bit where they like kind of handle slavery, and they it. It's interesting to hear the way that she talks about it, um, and makes the captain realize it, like realize in it. I'll send you that episode; it's really good. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, the other like plug that I want to make for this is that, um. Patrick Stewart, so you know, Jean-Luc Picard yes, was know. a like trained stage actor from Britain who got cast to be in the most campy sci-fi show ever and gave it 110% and I love that. Like he didn't phone it in. He has even now has nothing bad to say about the char- about the character or about the show. Um, Like, in interviews, he has been asked, like, do you feel like you were playing down when you played a goofy starship captain instead of Henry VIII? And he's like, no, 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 no. Every time I was on stage, it was preparing me to be the captain of a starship. Like, and he brings that gravity to well, the character. That's just
0: because Patrick Stewart is just an awesome person.
1: He is. Like, a- and I respect an actor that'll take a part like that and actually try. And you can tell in the character. And that character itself was so weird. Because, like, you know, original Star Trek, Captain Kirk was a cowboy. And that was, like, his character. He was brash and bold and big and, like, and it wasn't a bad character. But Picard is, like, a poet. His character traits are, I don't like to fight and I like reading poetry. Main character of the show. Like, who does that? That's, that's insane. It's, like, the least relatable character imaginable. A bald British guy who likes tea. That and that's who they're like, selling to Americans, you know. But they did it, and he's a great character. So yeah, Star Trek the next generation. Okay. First suggestion.
0: Yep. I put that down on the list of three that you were recommending. That's that I mean you gave you gave a very good pitch for it. Now I'm kind of worried that my pitches will not be as good. So, like I said, I tried to keep mine a little bit on the shorter side. Because, you know, sorry, 133.5 <laughs> hours of television is a little bit to consume. And, like, the ones that I wanted to do are, like, really, like, strong stories, I think. And I think all of them are a little bit unique. And so for the first two, like, I expect you, if you want to do them, to watch the whole thing. Because they are short. One's 12-episode anime. The other one's six. And then the other one, I'll tell you how far to go in Saga before you get hooked. Haha, spoiler alert, saga. Um, So so the first one I have definitely talked about a few times, but I really, really, really want to state my case for this like I want to do for all the other ones. So the first one is the anime Death Parade. So Death Parade is a 12-episode anime that was created in 2015 by Yuzuru Tachikawa. Um, So the story is set in a purgatory world that whenever two people die, they are sent to a mysterious bar run by these bartenders known as the Arbiters. At these bars, their memories of how they died are erased, and then they must participate in a game that, you know, unbeknownst to them, will decide whether they are reincarnated or sent to the Void. So these games can be anything from a game of darts, where depending on where you hit the board, it will injure a random body part of the other player or an arcade fighting game. So as each of the players advance in their game, they slowly get their memory of how they died and like who they were back. And then the other like point of the whole like setup is like winning the game doesn't decide where you go. Instead, it's decided by what you do during the game. So the story kind of follows Deckham, who is this relatively new bartender at the Quinn Deckham bar. His judgment during these games is put into question by his partner, who is a human who has no memory of her life and acts not as a patron, but as his partner through the course of the series. So you kind of like are learning along with them. It's like how you do the judgments and everything like that. So the series for the most part is episodic. Um, Over the 12 episodes, it's always like a different pair of people going through these games, like their judgment and like the story is built throughout there. So why am I once again recommending it to you? Because I think that there's very interesting world building in this show. Um, and I think it's a very unique take on, like, the whole idea of purgatory and, like, the judgment of people. And I, and I think that that also, with the whole thing being about death and how people are judged, I think it also provides, like, a lot of good drama and a lot of, like, good, strong emotions throughout this series. I, I like the um, two, I like the character building that they do throughout the series, and you learn more about like the bartenders in this world and how like they judge people. And like I think once you really get into it, you will see like the raw emotion that comes out in like some of these cases. And I and I mean again, this is a drama. It's not probably in the time of this world. It's probably not the best to do like a drama that's consistently about death, but you know, whatever. Um three, I think it does a good job like pulling into question like who gets to judge another person's life and like what does it mean to actually live a good life? And then how do we decide who gets to, you know, reincarnate slash the good ending and who gets the bad ending? Like you can do bad things but not be a bad person, but do good things and not necessarily be a good person, I think. Like actually looking at how they behave in the games and how they like died and reacted during all of that, like is a good int- it's a good interesting way of doing that. And also four, I like how it isn't always black and white. Like the first episode, you think it's going to go one way. And then the second episode, um, it looks at the first episode from a different perspective. And like once you know like how things are going to go, like it prepares you for the rest of it. But like it definitely sets you up for believing things a certain way. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way. And then five, I think it has one of the most heartbreaking slash beautifully animated scenes in like a limited series i've ever seen before and like it's one of those things where i was like they choreographed they directed this so well and i think it's just a very standout and so like my little final remarks as i will say is like i think you will like it but i will understand if you decide to pass (laughs) it does deal with death and sadness so like i 100% understand it just like "Eh, maybe not today and like also It's anime, so it's like you know.
1: You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that because uh, you know what? I forgot about Star Trek: The Next Generation. About mm, every fourth episode, there's a plague on the starship Enterprise. Someone dies. Well, Well, I mean, it's just no, no, there's less red. I mean, there is some redshirting in. Um, actually, you want to know a funny little bit of trivia about Star Trek: The Next Generation? Hey,
0: hey, this is my turn to talk about my thing. Don't just make this about your thing. Like, no. No, but done. I
1: can just constantly talk about Star Trek. Yeah,
0: we're done, we're, done, we're done. You already stated your claim for your thing. This is my thing. So, anyways, that's Death Parade. I shut you down. That's Death Parade. Yeah, that's my first recommendation to you. I think of the ones I recommend, I think it's the weakest, like of the ones of like I'm passionate about all three of these, but this is ones of like I'm least passionate about this one. But anyways.
1: I am surprised that this is the one you're least passionate about because I've definitely remembered. I remember you talking about Saga, not Saga. Gosh, definitely.
0: Yeah, Saga comes last because that's the one I'm most passionate
1: about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, you ready for my my second one? This one is going to be no surprise to you, but Uh you know. All right, so number two, no. Well, number two is Star Trek: The Next Generation. Wait, what? Um, there's an episode where Data pretends to be Sherlock Holmes and they make a sentient wait, version wait, wait. You, of Moriarty. You're just
0: recommending more Star Trek The Next Generation? No, <laughs> no that was a joke. <laughs> I, I just want to say, it's like, wait, are all three of yours about to be Star Trek The Next Generation? It's like, you get one choice, the
1: mother- Officer Pulaski is a great foil to Captain Picard because she's so Teddy. similar to him. Again, Anyways. You're,
0: you already pitched it. We're done with that. Next.
1: Uh, so second second suggestion is Hellboy. Um, now, Hellboy is a tricky one because, well, you can get it from libraries and stuff. So there are ways to like read it and not spending a ton of money because it can be pretty pricey to buy ton graphic novels. I would say that's another one where just start at the beginning and read as far as you want. If it doesn't hook you, it's not going to hook you, you know? Um, But this was like my introduction, really, to comic books. Um, So I watched the Ron Perlman Hellboy movie, yeah, and I loved it. I thought it was great, because I I like paranormal detectives. Um, And just the character of Hellboy, who's like this unkillable noir detective... That um, is just like cavalierly punching Satan in the face, <laughs> while he's like grumpy about it was just so endearing to me. And then I read the comic, and it was w- way better. Um, and it's it's funny because like the I, I've watched a bunch of interviews with the person who wrote Hellboy. His name's Mike Mignola, um, and he's a fascinating person because like his his like time in the comic book industry was like weird and disjointed and it like comes through in his art style that's very like atypical because it's very minimalist like the the detail is so sparse and the use of color is so minimal it's
0: very minimal but it's also like it i mean it's like okay so my thing is like i have started hellboy but i have never like actually gone like i think i read part of, what, Seeds of Destruction, whatever the first one is, I read part of it and I never, like, followed through with it. So, like, this is another recommendation, like, Star Trek, where it's, like, I've dabbled with but never actually, like, found the love. And it's not because I didn't like it, it's just because I've never, like, actually... Had the time to truly sit down and enjoy it. I haven't seen the original Hellboy all the way through. I've seen parts of it, and
1: I would say the f- the, the the first the, the new Hellboy movie was terrible. Well, don't yeah, bother. It, like we were going a to watch and review
0: it for this show, and I just um punked out because I didn't want to watch it because it looked so bad. And I tried was, to watch it on the plane, and I fell asleep watching like the first ten minutes of it because it was so bad.
1: It it was terrible, and, and but. The, the comic book, I guess, to me, like the main selling points for it are Hellboy as a character is uh, fascinating to me because he has a kind of um, a requirement morality. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, but he's doesn't he's like almost the opposite of a Jean-Luc Picard. Right. Jean-Luc Picard is optimistic and makes these big, bold statements about humanity and how amazing it is. And Hellboy's morality is a lot quieter and simpler like he just tries to be a good person and he doesn't make a big show of it. And he doesn't say a lot of things about it, but every action he's just always trying to be a good person. And it's just the, the ideas of the way it handles his fate and his origins and how little effect that has on him. I find very fascinating that um, it's a character. It, it's he's a character where he's the chosen one in a lot of ways and rejects all of them which I find fascinating um, and just the way the, the world is presented is so interesting that like it's technically set in modern times, but it also feels like it's just not chronological. There isn't like a strict Canon. It's just Hellboy wandering through the forest, having adventures. And I I like that because it kind of, to me removes that need to try to like track a specific Canon And like have all these facts line up and there's like this bigger story. It's like, well, yeah, there is a bigger story, but it's just like the exact details don't matter that much. Like, by the time you get to the end, the last pages of Hellboy are told from the third person by someone that watched it happen. And it's, like, clearly an exaggeration. I, um, you're, you're
0: making this, like, really hard for Like, you've only told me two of your three, but you're making this really hard for me to decide. Because, like, again, there are things that I've dabbled with but never actually tried. But, like, things, like, I'm always interested in Star Trek. I've always been interested in Star Trek. I've watched, like, a bunch of the original series and stuff like that but like hellboy is another thing i've seen a lot like like the art in the movies looks really cool i've picked up seeds of destruction never had the time to like i didn't even finish it but like because you know life is so busy because of work but like i picked it up and it's just it's a stunning difference from a lot of the other comics i read where it's like like oh the pages are complete color there's like barely any white space on any of the pages
1: yeah, and usually they're like completely black, and then there's like a tiny red. But they're very, it's, but it's, they're
0: very blended. Very, it's, I was, yeah. This is gonna sound so corny, but I think it's a very, a very beautiful style of comic. It's, it's very. Oh beautiful. no,
1: I I I agree with you. It, it's such a unique style, and it's more. I guess you could say impressionist. Like it's not super detailed, but it gives you the idea of what's going on. And um, but yeah, I just everything about that comic book to me is like grade a it is and if you get to the end like if you read all of hellboy and the wizard and the serpent it is a very weird ending but to me an extremely satisfying one um i thought the last
0: one was hellboy goes to hell or hellboy in hell it is oh yeah
1: yeah um and it's fantastic i love it okay it's so the way he draws hell is so weird because, like, yeah, he made a good point. He's like, you know, he's like, I've never been able to draw cars. Um, So for the 10th issue of Hellboy, I'm just like, yeah, now you're in hell. I can draw whatever I want, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He's like, I can't draw anything modern that looks good. So I'm just like, skip it. He's in hell. I can make it look however I want. Um, But yeah, a, a blue collar monster slayer that is very, like, bored janitor about fighting monsters is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> no no i like that i'm i'm down i'm like and just like i always remember there's like one panel where like hellboy had fallen through like some hole in an ancient cavern and his like thought bubble is it occurs to me how often i spend falling for supernatural distances or something like that <laughs> That's fun. is like falling into a chasm
0: <laughs> no, no <laughs> i'm like
1: that is hilarious i love how you
0: said that star trek would be the more like accessible one. well i guess i would have to get like get a hold of hellboy
1: Star Trek's on Netflix. Yeah, Star-, yeah so, Star. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty easy to watch. Oh, I
0: never actually because I know Death Parade is. I can just, I can just mail you the copy of my next one. So this one, I can, I can look and see. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can just like, honestly, yeah. I can just own. I, I like owning comics and stuff. Like, I my bookshelf behind me. Like, I have a bookshelf in my room and a bookshelf out here. This one is just filled with comics and cookbooks. So, okay, you better be writing these down and also paying attention when I I speak
1: to you. I am.
0: (laughs) So this one will come as no surprise. I bet you could even guess what I'm about to pitch to you.
1: FLCL? Yep.
0: Fully coolly Alternative. (laughs) So I know I've done this one, like, at least on 10 or 15 different episodes. And I know that, like, you've said, yep, yep. And I I don't know um, if it's on Hulu. I know it's not on Netflix, but you can check Hulu. But um, this one... See, it's like you're telling me your list. Both of yours sounded so strong, and I'm like scared that mine sound weak now. Especially since I've already talked to you about them a lot. But I'm still gonna pitch this one. I loved fully coolly alternative. So I know because of the original fully coolly alternative has huge shoes to fill. And I'm gonna stop right there and just say, think of um alternative and fully coolly as completely different entities. Yeah, they have some like intertwining themes and like some of the same characters but they are completely vastly different stories for this as well i can say because there was two sequels to fully Create created you can just go ahead and skip fully chloe progressive because it was trying way too hard to follow in the original thing you have know, way too many of like they tried so hard and i thought they felt fell short because you could see how hard they were trying to be the original um i think alternative doesn't fall into that because i don't think they're truly trying to match what the original series did so fully coley alternative is a six episode anime so it's about two hours long you can finish in about two and a half hours like it's you can watch it like a movie i'm such a jerk Right. You gave, you gave me a 178 episode thing, 133.5 hours. I did the math and I gave you two hours and then the other one's 12 episodes of so like close to about like five or six.
1: Five hours. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, 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 so fully coolly alternative does act as a loose sequel for the original fully coolly. Um, This time, it follows four high school girls who are just about to graduate from high school and enter the adult world. The main character, Kana, doesn't quite know what she wants to do with her life yet, but she does know that she wants everything to stay the same so she can continue hanging out with her friends. And then that's when Haru, sorry, I always mess this up, Haruhara Haruko from the original series enters their lives and then weird stuff happens while they are still trying to maintain a normal school life, and then behind the scenes, maybe the world is ending? Who knows? It's all going to be explained. or you, You know the wildness, but I think it's truly unique. So why am I recommending this one yet again? So me, I don't know about you, but I had a very strong connection to high school and my high school friends, and I did have to personally learn that sometimes... some. Like, things cannot stay the same. And so this series, it struck, like, a really heavy personal core for me. And I heavily relate it with, like, the anime and some of the characters. I think, unlike the original, where it was a coming-of-age story about, like, what it means to grow up. And, like, trying to be the adult when, like, like, all the adults around you aren't adult-like. And then, like, finding out, it's like, no, sometimes you just have to be a kid and you can't be the adult. This one is, like... This one's about like adulthood is coming up fast and it's like it's going to hit you in the face and you have a character who wants to grow up but at the same time doesn't want to grow up and change, doesn't want things to be different because like going to college and going out into the adult world is very scary. So like wanting to hold everything close and have your same friends but like not being mature enough. And I, I, I like that whole that idea. So they're both like coming of age stories but this one is more of like what do I do when um, age comes for me? Boom. Um, And so I think the world building in Fully FLCL is always absolutely insane. But I think the thing that stands out to me is, like, they did a good job of creating the environments behind, like, all the weird stuff in the action. Like, it really does feel like a high school. Like, when they go to the park, it feels like a park. And then, like, when some of the weirder stuff happens later, like, they did a really good job building, like, the backgrounds and environments and, like, the feel of, like, things are changing and i i i, I, li- I like that I, th- I think it does a very good job as a very just quick one-shot story about high school age life high school age girls dealing with life so for my closing r- remarks i want to say for fully coolly alternative just shut the original out of your brain and just kind of push it to the side and just watch this as it's purely its own thing um the original does come. play in some areas because haruka from the original series comes back you know pink hair girl with the guitar but this one acts as its own thing and i think it's it's a good coming of age story that's mixed in with friendship and life's lessons and well it's also very like decent concise for fully i'm
1: i'm glad that it doesn't try to be the original because i think that any like addition to the original would lessen it and that's you what, know what i mean that's what
0: i didn't like about progressive it tried to be like the actual sequel of the original this one was like a standalone it felt like a standalone story or like it was distant yeah. enough into the future where the original didn't have any effects to it
1: yeah i i like that I, yeah yeah I, I i i
0: think you would like it again it's like it's a quick two and a half maybe three hour watch like you can do it in one evening just like I could do all of generations
1: <laughs> right now. I think that is like the strongest contender for me. Cause I actually really do want to watch the, Cause like, that's one that's like been on my radar. Um, Cause that's, you know, one of like, it's, it is a favorite anime of mine. My See, my,
0: my only fear is because of the original and like everybody loving the original, it's going to be like, well, this wasn't the original. And that's why I say it's like, just forget that the original exists for a couple seconds and just watch it as its own thing.
1: I think I can like separate the name. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it it can stand on its own merit. I'm not. Ex- I, I would not want a sequel to FLCL. I would want it to be something else. Yeah. You know.
0: I may or may not um, have watched this through like two or three times, maybe. Again, I, only two, I, I, I only understand. two, it's <laughs> only two hours. So like, it's very easy to do in a weekend.
1: I should have suggested. Oh gosh, I just keep realizing that next time we do this, yeah, we're, gonna yeah, yeah we're definitely
0: going to do it multiple times, that I'm definitely going to come with like different um, recommendations every time, unless I really want you to watch uh, read saga. Anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right you ready for my last one this one's not going to be a surprise this one's kind of spoiled already oh. um but my last suggestion is the hobbit yep. and specifically the hobbit read by robert inglis um the the nice thing about that is it's in the common domain Oh. Uh, or the public domain, I think, so I could just like send it to you. Or it's in like yeah, a, no public domain it's in, like, is the, the library of Congress archive or something like that. You can just you can find this audiobook on the internet legally for free. Uh, that's great.
0: Um, that saves me a ton but of money. <laughs> the
1: the best part about this audiobook, aside from it being the one that I grew up listening to a bunch, is um the <laughs> the guy that read it. Um, in the book, there are tons of songs written out. Yeah. Like, did 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 you watch the Hobbit movie?
0: The the um live action or like the cartoon one?
1: Well, both of them are bad. (laughs) Yeah, you said the terrible one. one. I was like
0: (laughs) "Ah!" I've watched the um live action one, I saw clips of the terrible one.
1: So um you know the like far over the misty mountains song that the dwarves sang at the beginning that was like on everything. You're gonna really get a different impression of this as a property when you listen to this weird British guy sing it. (laughs) It is a very different song when it's not set in a minor key and droned. <laughs> um, but the Hobbit is just a solid adventure. Um, there's it's not overly complicated. It has very subtle magic in the background and it's like written like a bedtime story. It's almost episodic where you know, you like read a chapter at a time and each chapter is its own little fun adventure. Where Bilbo the Hapless Hobbit goes on an adventure with the dwarves. And um To me, it's it's one of those books that's like seminal in that it like kind of created a genre. Like fantasy writing was not a like Tolkien was one of the first fantasy writers that was respected. Yeah, and, and then like
0: from him, like everything was born.
1: Yeah, and it's like why so many things can be traced back to it. But what I think has been lost in a lot of modern fantasy writing is they've become a lot more cinemagraphic. So battles are the focus, like these big epic battles or duels. And there's like one battle in The Hobbit and it's a paragraph long and like spoilers, Bilbo gets hit in the head with a rock and passes out and the battle happens without him noticing.
0: Wait, so you That's mean there's it. not enough for a whole entire movie to be written about this no. battle? No. like it's, it's not really It's really a paragraph.
1: Crappy? It's like a paragraph. Bilbo gets hit in the head and then wakes up after the battle is over. <laughs> because the actual thing is about Bilbo, this little hobbit, learning to like like he becomes a burglar, you know? It's like yeah. he, he's he's like such like this proper little gentleman and he gets thrust on this adventure and has to like learn to grow up and become a adventurer, you know, and he makes his own little plans and saves the day and like gains the respect of these uh of all these dwarves and it's um it's just such like a a perfect little adventure story that it feels like they just I don't want to say that, like, modern stories feel like they have too much edge to them, but kind of. They do. You know, like, a, a story meant for a little kid feels like it has to be, like, somehow, like, dark or dystopian or miserable or morally gray. And it's just like, well, like, Bilbo just tries to be a good person. And his interests are in having a nice, like, pastoral life, you know? And he just isn't very tempted by wealth or power or um, like uh, what would be the word like fame. It's fame. just not what he's after. Um, And having a character that's like the hero of the story that is never going to like gain renown is interesting. No one cares about Bilbo the Hobbit. He saved the day, but it, he didn't save the day to become the hero. He just did the right thing kind of, you know, a- and it's it's just really fun to see a a like proper little British gentleman become become an adventurer in spite of himself <laughs> you know That's fun. like every step of the way Bilbo doesn't want to be there and then like you know just keeps getting better at it it's just it's such a fun story and for me in terms of like nostalgia like I had the audiobook growing up on cassette tape which is quickly dating me um but also I'm not if I was ever date you ever. <laughs> um if I was ever sick, my parents would read me the Hobbit. Oh, that's, that's um so sweet. it was like Yeah, so you know like the Princess Bride, like yeah. the, the the setting for with the Princess the Bride. With the Hobbit. Yeah, but that was the Hobbit for that's, me. That's is, actually like, that really be, cute. I like know. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so, me and, like, respect you as like, a
0: person and respect your parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, well and because my parents loved Lord of the Rings, yeah. both of them did, so they you know that was always on the shelf. And uh um, So my
0: parents were huge nerds. <laughs>
1: yes yeah yeah, it's so funny because
0: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah giant nerd and i think it's just there wasn't enough people around for there to be like actual nerds but yeah yeah, they definitely got into making axes because of you know dwarves but anyways um yeah the I, i really also think that like i love audiobooks and i think a lot of that is because of having had the hobbit read to me so much and listening to that audiobook like specifically the audiobook read by Robert Inglis is the one that got me into listening to okay. books um so this is like the origin of my love of literature was the Hobbit read by this specific guy interesting
0: all right so I will say you gave me three very solid choices I yeah at the end like okay well we can't do this because I by the way I wrote six pages um for our episode. So we, we got to hurry it up. I got one last one and then I'll just say briefly which one I'm thinking about doing and then maybe you can do yours. But one last one. And this is the one I'm like the most passionate about, especially because Wizard and Breezer just did an episode about it as well. So it's been on my mind even more. Like I realized I didn't have the final trait of it. So I went and bought that and reread that. And it's like, it's so good, but so devastating. And I, I will say this, this is like the one that. If you don't do it this time, this will keep coming up until you do. <laughs> but this is Saga and Saga, um, the comic, um, by Image Comics, um, but it's honestly, it's truly been a game changer when it's come to comics and world building for me. To me, is extremely standout space odyssey story, and I think. It's just, I keep saying this word. it's like, oh, it's so unique. It's it's just truly unique when it comes to comics and comic books. Especially because I grew up, like, you know me, I grew up with Marvel comics. Spider-Man was my favorite thing. I grew up watching Batman and Superman. And then I read Saga and I was like, oh, this is what you can do with comics. Like, even further than, like, what Scott Pilgrim does, what, like, other, like, graphic novels and stuff. This is one where was like, this is what a Space Odyssey comic can be. And it definitely tops all other stuff so saga is an epic space odyssey comic written by brian k vaughn illustrated by fiona staples and published by image comics i'm only doing this for the audience if they want to like look this stuff up the story is set during a war between the planet landfall inhabited by the technologically advanced wings who are humanoid people with um wings and it's against their, the wars against their moon, Wreath, which is inhabited by the Horns, who are less advanced horn people who can wield magic. So this war between the planet and the moon has spread throughout the entire galaxy with every planet pretty much choosing a side. And then amongst the important planets that kind of get highlighted throughout like, is the um, robot monarchy, which are these TV-headed humanoid robots who back the wings and then interspersed through the story are these bounty hunters including one named the will and they all go by like the will the whatever the whatever and so here's the backdrop this big intergalactic war but guess what our story doesn't follow the war really or it doesn't really follow like an evil force of good and evil like star war does now instead it follows a single small family and um husband and wife marco and alana are a horn and a wing from uh, respectively who have fallen in love against the traditions of their two worlds and at the beginning of the story they have a child so it's kind of like a sequel to like romeo and juliet if it didn't end in tragedy and it's kind of like what happens after we have that big romance fall in love okay now what they have a child both sides of the war are after them because you know you're not supposed to do that and like showing the two people in love could change things throughout the whole entire galaxy and some people just want this war to keep going because you know it's good for money war is good for money um but so from there, they kind of go on the run, and they're being hunted down behind the scenes by both sides. And this includes Prince Robot the Fourth on the side of the Wings and Bounty Hunter the Will on the side of the Horns. Well, he's hired by the Horns; he's not really a Horn. And so the story is narrated by the child Hazel and focuses on the two parents, Marco and Alana, as they avoid being roped into the war and try to make the decisions that are best for their daughter. And along the way, you meet like very interesting cast of characters and it's a story filled with a lot of humor heartbreak it's a lot of action a lot of political intrigue there's death there's a lot of sex link um and there's a lot of philosophy romance all this this is all of it and honestly i cannot cannot recommend this story more for you and just to highlight like a few highlights like there is a large hairless cat who travels with the will who like no matter what the situation can tell if you're lying or not. So if you like tell a lie in front of this cat, it will just say one word, lying. And like I think that's a very good plot device. kind of like it's just, and it's just absolutely beautifully colored. And like the art is really cool just the whole way through. It's just, it's just packed top to finish. So why do I recommend after all these fifty million things I've said because I keep gushing about this thing? I just I love the sheer like just amount of different characters and like the cast of characters is just amazing and you grow to like love each of these characters and relate with them throughout like when a character dies it actually has an impact like and then even where it is now like in the series um like like it's hard to know who to root for because there's just so many characters where it's like i love this character but it's like you're kind of an asshole but <laughs> it's just like it just that's one so two i think again it's purely colorful and it has its own darkness without like being like dark and gritty kind of like it's not like a dc comic or batman it's not dark and gritty but it does like handle some very serious topics and i think they do that well with like the vibrant colors and the vibrant like expanse of this vast universe and honestly i think it's right up your alley it's raunchy it's funny there's romance there's weird characters it's just jam-packed with any and everything you can ask for but it's also just filled with so much heart and it's just one like i started like i started reading it and then i just couldn't put it down i read like i caught up and then got depressed when they went on hiatus so that's the closing remark the sad part about it is that it is an ongoing series that is on hiatus right now they announced that they were going to do a quick um, one-year hiatus and then spend two years. But there are Whoa. 54 issues right now, and they're split up into nine trades, six issues of trade, because you can do math. But... Um,
1: they also en- so is the story like ended in a satisfactory way, and this is like a part two, or is it like you're still waiting for the story to end? Still waiting for
0: the story to end. See, see I'm losing well, you. Well, Jordan, I'm guess, you. I'm guess, it, it, guess what? Just a, lost. It Ends on a heartbreaking cliffhanger. I'm losing you, really bad. That's the that's yeah, the, that's the, the one negative. But I th- I think you can dive into it and love it. And then Jordan to I'll tell back. you yeah, what I know, I lost if
1: you. saga ever ends I will start reading Dude, saga
0: please I lost man I should I, I should have just lied to Jordan, you did I ever I tell you lo- about in one sentence I just lost you and I'm so sad about that
1: you did no because you know what happened to me there was a podcast called Leviathan that I absolutely loved it was like a narrative story podcast <sighs> had like great music full cast of characters stopped halfway through their last season has never finished. This was five years ago. Uh, it just stopped. I, I and it hope never it never finished get to be
0: five years and just
1: does And I'm like, you know what? Uh, okay, never well, again. Here, how about
0: this? When they pick it back up, I will let you know because at least the way that they yeah. it sounded is they're going to do it in like like this is the first half, and then when they pick it back up, they're gonna go until the end. So Hopefully, it will come back again. I'm man, I'm so sad I just lost you on it because I love Saga. You did, I love Saga so much. I was,
1: I was like, I was leaning so hard FLCL, and then you were talking about Saga, and I'm like, I'm like, like the thing is, like,
0: other than it's on hiatus, I I think you would love love.
1: I probably would, but that makes it much worse. Yeah, because then you would love it, and
0: then it would stop, and you're like, you'll be like me where I got to the last trade, I was like, well, no, I actually, I read it when it was come like, it, as it was coming out, and I bought the comics. I'm like, yeah, yeah.
1: Why? <laughs> Why are you going yeah, on hiatus? I ain't about that life. I ain't about that life where it doesn't come okay. back. Uh-uh. I, I will
0: let you know when they get started again, and, but yeah. So, yeah, you have Death Rate or Fully Cooly. I guess you're going Fully Cooly, huh?
1: I'm going FLCL, definitely. I'm probably
0: going to go um, Hellboy, but... But I will say, if you give me like a list of episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation, I will check it out. Yeah, yeah. But the the thing that I review and like I actually go through will be prop. Like I'm just gonna say it now because like I'll get to the Hobbit, but I mean, high fantasy or Hellboy.
1: Hobbit is pretty good though. So it's probably um,
0: the only thing that stops me on Next Generation is 178 episodes.
1: Yeah, so yeah, if you episodes.
0: give me like a handful, like maybe you can even give me like a full, like a season's worth of episodes to watch, and I'll I'll check it out.
1: Yeah, no, that's great because then I can skip all the really racist ones. That's because there's a few of those. Oh like, boy, there's a we'll few. We'll talk of about those. that on a different day. Yikes. <laughs> oh but, boy, there's some rough ones. So yeah,
0: we will. I mean, you will probably finish way before I finish yours. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Anywho, I think that's been this episode. Um, you can check out our normal show where we build worlds based on the role of the 20-sided die. We'll do, we'll do plugs there. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll catch you all on the flip side.
1: Bye! Bye!